All right, all right, all right. We're going to give us a little time. Give us a little time. As y'all can see, this morning we will be interviewing Brother Abdul Kiyan. Today we will be, inshallah, interviewing Brother Abdul Kiyam, the social media manager for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Make sure y'all share this out to your friends and family. Make sure y'all share this out to your friends and your family. Uh, how we're going to do this is he's going to actually be on... My camera, uh, I think that was just the best way to do it technology-wise. And so I ask a series of questions, and then um, Brother Wesley and team, if you guys can just keep up with the order of the questions, um, then I'll just bring you guys up, you know, one by one to let you guys do it that way. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way for us to do it. So right now, we're just going to wait uh, on him. Or well, Of course, we're going to open up in prayer first, but that's how it's going to go. I'm going to open up, ask a few questions, you know, some questions that I may personally have or some, you know, questions I think would be good. And then um, in the middle of that, you know, you guys can have questions. Now, uh, write down your questions. Pay attention to the questions everybody else is asking uh, because I told them about an hour, hour and a half is what it, you know, typically lasts. So, you know, if there's no more questions left, then, you know, like like yesterday, I'm going to go ahead and close out. So make sure you get your questions ready for those who don't know. He also meets with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan frequently, you know, especially when it comes to social media. So if you have any questions about social media if you've been wondering about social media, things of that nature, this is definitely the one that you want to be a part of. Those of you all who are on Zoom, uh, Vimeo, sorry about that. I had the chat disabled. Apologize for that. Let me know if you guys can see that chat that I just put in there. Let me know if you guys can see that chat that I just put in there. It should be enabled now. My bad. Let me know. Let me know if it's good now. Okay, good, great. All right, let me see. Uh, so I want to try something a little different today. I'm going to try something a little different. If you know you already are going to have questions for Brother Abdul Kiyam, uh, go ahead and press it number one. Here he is. All right, he is in the guest room, brothers and sisters. He is live in the guest room. All right, so we are going to open up in prayer. But yeah, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to bring you guys up on the, on the app already so that we're not even having any delays. So we can just do it pretty, pretty quick. So if you know you're going to have a question, 
go ahead and press the number one and then I'll bring you guys guys up. Just mute yourselves. But let's go ahead and uh open up. Uh oh, that's not it. In prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. Surely I'm being turned unto thee, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I'm not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the lowest of the worlds. The beneficent, the merciful. Master of this day and judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we serve, and thee alone do we beseech for thy aid. O Allah, guide us along the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors. And not the path of those upon whom thy wrath has been brought down, nor those who go astray after they heard thy teachings. I mean, I know I uh, changed that real quick. I messed up, so I just continued to finish it for those who don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go to, um, I see Brother Wesley. Uh, let me see if I can bring you on up. And anybody else, if you know you're going to have a question... Just go ahead and press the number one now. Just mute yourselves. I'm doing this because Brother Brother Abdul Kiyama is going to be in on my side. So it's going to be kind of hard for me to be looking at both. So he should be able to hear you guys uh, when you come in. And, of course, you guys will be able to hear him because he'll be coming through my stream. So just come on the live and then go ahead and just mute yourselves. So if anybody else know you're going to have a question on the app, press the number one. Uh, so that you can already be on the screen. I'm pretty sure you may, uh, I'm pretty sure you may have questions as we go on. But if you already know, press the number one. Let me check the Vimeo sign. All right, cool. Sister Shalon, you know you should be on the other side. Let me see. Let me check and see. So, Sister Shalon, you should come on the app side. That's how you're going to be able to ask the questions. I see you on the Vimeo side. You need to come on over to the app side if you have any questions or if you just wanted to view today, that's fine. But uh, come over to the app side if you had any questions that you wanted to ask. Uh, we got 19 people over here right now. All right, let's bring over Brother Abdul Kiyam. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, my brother. Yes, sir. Let me make sure everybody can hear him. Brother Wesley, can you hear him? He's coming through. All right, now, Brother Wesley, if you can say something, I want to make sure, I want to see if he can hear you. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum sir. Oh, we in there, y'all. Oh, we in this thing today. Woo, all right. So, Brother Abdul Kiam, everybody, for those who don't know, he is also, oh, of course, first student at Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, but he right. is also a social, me the social media manager for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, of course, we're dealing with social media. The power call is the, the, the base of it is social media. All of us met each other during social media during Ramadan. So who best to have than Brother Abdul Kiyam on to discuss social media, especially dealing with spreading the teachings of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So my first uh, question is... Um, how did you even position yourself to be chosen as the mm -hmm. social media manager for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? All, All praises, praises due to Allah. For the being, I have the distinct, distinct honor, honor 
and privilege of bringing you and the Power Call family personal greetings from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Assalamu alaikum, sir. Well, alaikum salam. Please return the greetings of the Honorable to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Praise be to Allah's grace. I was blessed to hear from our beloved minister on yesterday talking about social media work. And he, and he is, is feeling, feeling strong, strong, him and mother, as we know, know they, they just celebrated the 70th wedding, wedding anniversary. So they so are riding high, high in the spirit of Allah. So he has that I please return the greetings to all of those who are helping him online to spread this truth. And we definitely know you and the Power Call family are doing that. To your question, you know, beloved, man, many years ago, probably back in 2000. Started using various social media platforms going back to I don't know if anybody on the power call remember MySpace, but I was on those platforms all the time and looking to spread the teachings. And then as a writer for the Final Call newspaper, I was covering and broke the story about the Gina Six in Gina, Louisiana. And while I was out there, one of the persons said, Man, we love the final call, but it just comes out every week. We need you to give us every day-to-day -day updates, you know, on this case. So a man said, you need to start a blog. And I said, what is that? And he said, go look it up. But you need to start blogging every day because information is moving fast. So I didn't know what a blog was. So in 2007, six rather, I started studying a blog. I started studying all of the six-figure blogs around the world and top bloggers. And I launched my blog. At that time, it was Brother Jesse blog, now Brother Keon blog. And as I started blogging, Brother Ben, man, people from all over the country and the world start flocking to the nation, the final call, the mosque, the teachings, every time the minister would speak. So I'm blogging live. And then I have to give credit where credit is due. Brother Roland Martin was the first one that I saw did live blogging when President Obama started campaigning. So I learned from him because I was in communication with him at that time. He taught me how to live blog. So, brother, from that blogging, I end up winning National Black Blogger of the Year. We're just spreading the teachings and positive information. And from that time, I just stuck with social media and the online realm because deep in my heart, I knew that this could help the minister and help our nation to reach the world. And I had no idea that I was practicing, doing all this, and the God would call my jersey number but it's the blessed opportunity to serve the minister in this capacity. So it was just my love to get the minister out of that prison without walls, beloved. And I stuck to it. I kept going through all of the criticism. I was being mocked. I was being told it's a waste of time. And I was straight up told that you can't build no nation and fish with no online stuff, brother. We got to be in the streets. I said, wait a minute, brother. I'm in the streets too, but I'm going to be on these tweets as well. All praise due to Allah. So. It was a passion to help the minister and get our nation to the world that I stuck with it. I think you're on mute, my brother. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I wanted to say, I definitely know how that feels. So I wanted to ask you about that as well. Um, what was it like? What did you have to, how did you prepare mentally? What, what, what were you feeding yourself? Because at that time, I'm sure social media was brand new. It wasn't 
widely received as it is now. So what did you have to tell yourself when you heard those things like don't do social media or the, the, the real mission is with the, you know, going to the streets and boots on the ground and it wasn't highly accepted. How did you uh, know that it was the right thing to do at the time? Well, first, you know, being a student of these teachings, I've always been a student who loves to read the word and study the word every single day, even to this very moment. So the first thing was, I started seeing the feedback of the people online on all the platforms for the teachings. I started seeing people asking questions about problems and I would just give them a little quote from the minister on MySpace, Facebook when it started, on Twitter, and I would see the reaction of the people, man. So it was the feedback and the love of the people appreciating this word that kept me going. Another thing for me is this. I kept hearing the minister say, He's in a prison without walls. And when you love a man, you didn't want to see him in prison. He kept saying he need to be free. We need to reach the world. And then, Brother Ben, when Brother uh, Barack Obama was running for president, at Savior's Day, the minister gave us an order. He said that we should study that campaign. And I went and studied it and noticed President Obama was the first president to use social media the way he did. So I studied his model. I actually met some of his team members here in Houston to learn from them. And so those are the type of things that pushed me forward in my mind that I didn't really feel bad. Now, I will say at times it can't get offensive when it's coming from your own. But the minister's quote is what really helped me through. He said, people fear what they don't understand. So when they would say that negative stuff to me, I say, you know what? It's not me that they're attacking. They just don't understand. And in the nation, you know, we've been used to doing certain things a certain way, which is nothing wrong with that. But when new things are presented or evolution is presented, which is in line with what the minister wants, we fear it. We got trepidation. And when we don't understand it, we attack it. So the more I've seen the benefit of it. And then when we started this Twitter account with the minister and this was his words, he said, brother, now he didn't even understand what Twitter was. But he said, brother, I can answer people's questions from my chair in the palace and they'll get it even in Africa. I said, yes, sir. He said, oh, we got to try that then. Once the minister saw that these were avenues by which he could spread the teachings even further, brother, it was over with. So that gave me comfort that I stuck with it by the grace of Allah, brother. And that's why I love brothers like yourself and others that no matter what, stay the course. Because for me, if the minister is right about the will, if he's right about the most honorable Elijah Muhammad being physically alive, and he is, if he's right about all these things, how can not social media be a part of the divine scheme of the Messiah, brothers and sisters? So for me, on a higher level, I don't take this just as social media. God ordained this to help his Messiah to get out of the prison without walls. And he said this respectfully that social media helped him to catapult over those inside the house that was blocking him from the people. So I'm fueled every day knowing that this is serving the Messiah, serving our nation, because our people need this word, man. So we got to use every avenue possible. Oh, praise due to Allah. Oh, praise praise Allah. One more question. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to you, Brother Wesley. My question is, have the, have, have the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan either to you or have you heard him 
ever relate social media to problem number 31. In problem number 31, it talks about that lion walking back and forth in the cage and he was able to walk faster with that modern equipment. Have he ever related that to social media? Absolutely, he has. On many occasions. When we first started his Twitter account and we was just trying to reach 10,000 followers at that time, Brother Ben, it was a struggle just trying to get to 10,000. And once we got to 5,000, he said, oh, brother, the line is picking up pace, brother. Then when we hit that 10,000, he started singing the song on the phone. He said, just give me 10,000 stop. He said, oh, Keon, or brother Jesse at that time, he said, they didn't let the line out the cage, brother. And he said, there's no putting them back in. So the minister had already started seeing that this was part of that modern equipment. And lastly, he always recounts to me, brothers and sisters, in 1972, the minister was at the table of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in a meeting ministers. And the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said this to the minister, quoting, he always brings this up to me. He said, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if you ministers won't obey me, I don't need you. He said, the white man has a contraption where he can put my words and my image up around the world in an instant. And the minister said, he kept saying, oh, the apostle, I'll obey you. But he said the messenger kept ignoring him as if he wasn't even talking to him. So isn't it interesting that after the minister delivered the message at Watergate, November 16, 2017, he called me, Brother Ben. He said, brother, I've been telling you a statement for my father for many years, brother. Can you tell me what it is about that contraption? So I recited it. He said, oh, brother, I didn't realize. He wasn't talking about then. The contraption wasn't even made yet, brother. He was talking about the contraption that would be made for his man, that he would be able to spread his word up around the world. He said, look, brother, my image and my word is up around the world in an instant. And if we heard, I know y'all been replaying the criterion. At a certain point in the criterion, he said, take a picture of them. We don't need a big crowd. All we need is what is in front of me, front of us, and these microphones to put my word around the world in a moment. That's what he said in the criterion. So I don't want nobody on the power call to think that we doing something wrong. No, this is where it's at. We have to continue to export this word in the best manner via these social media platform. So the line is out the cage. And as the minister said in the Twitter book, the horse is out the barn, Brother Ben, and the enemy is trying to close the door, but it's too late. Because <laughs> the more they shut us down, the more we keep building up. Because the minister has set the standard and has infused us with the power on how to use these platforms in the best way. Oh, praise oh, praise. <laughs> All right, let's bring on brother, brother Wesley. You can be seen. Can you see him on your side, brother Jesse? I surely, I surely can. can. I him on top. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother, uh, brother, brother Wesley. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum again. Uh, I haven't seen any questions pop up in the chat yet. So um, if y'all have questions, make sure y'all type those. But one of my questions were, because I'm new in the nation, um, and I've recently, you know, I started to put clips out from different lectures of the minister. And I, I've always strived to add context, just coming under the tutelage of Brother Ben, just making sure that the message isn't lost 
in being too polarizing because a lot of things that the ministers say can grab your attention. But a lot of times when you're giving it to people who don't have the context, it can get taken out of context. So what would be your advice as far as improvements that we can make as far as making clips and doing things like that so that we make sure that the message is clear yet is still concise enough that people can grab onto it and whet that with their appetite to come in. Excellent. Excellent. So the question first is for me, I'm always striving to be like our minister. He says that when it comes to quoting his teacher, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he's very careful in quoting him. And he's always striving to quote him perfectly. So when we're posting clips and captions, we should make sure that is the best representation. What's our motive for posting it? Is it based upon what we're seeing people talk about? Are we trying to just get a sensationalism and get a rise for engagement? Our job in the nation is resurrection. So the question has to be, when I post this and put the minister's quote in that caption, and I love to myself as he's been teaching me, Putting the date and the year is so important too, because I know you all see when you put these five clips up and get all these hundreds of thousands of views, so many people are saying, where can I watch the full video at? So if we put the title, the date in the caption. And you know, I know brother Ben always on people. They don't read the caption. I get it, <laughs> man. That's always a struggle. But what we want to do is be able to be in a position as students to tell them what lecture that is where they can go and look at the whole thing because we're in a day now where social media has evolved that people feed a little bit off the soundbite and it may tickle their ears, but people want to hear the full lectures of the minister today. In fact, that's why we're on the power call. People want to hear the whole thing. Now they want the whole meal, not just a slice of the power, right? So with that, when we posting it, it's always, is this going to resurrect those who listen to it? And is it going to draw them in to want to know more? Is it going to draw them in to get the books of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? Is it going to draw them in to ask more questions about these teachers? Is it going to draw them in to want to go to the mosque or the study group? Is it going to draw them in to join the power call? So at the end of the day, everything we post should be about raising everybody one degree higher. Now, as a student now, me, myself, I strive to have my own personal library very organized. So that means that on my digital files, I got them by years, dates, subject matter. So when things start arising, as Brother Ben knows, that's going on in the world, people talking about this, we should always want to be able to first pull from the chief helper of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Because the minister, there's nothing that he hasn't covered in 68 years. He has taught on every single thing. So the more we do that and lead with him, the more it will raise him up and the more the people will love us and seek us out, you know, for counsel. But I have to say, beloved, too, lastly, you all are doing a wonderful job. Me, what I'm seeing and quoting, you all have no idea how many times, even though you may be new to the nation or not, I send the minister so much of the feedback that you all are generating from the clips that you're posting. So I want to encourage you, my brother, brother Wesley, and everybody, keep firing that wheel. Not till you see the white of their eyes. We ain't trying to kill people, but we're trying to see the light in their eyes come and resurrect people. So every day we have to know there's one person out there that has never heard these teachings. And the thing that you post just may be that one thing that saves somebody's life. That's how we have to be when we log on every day, my brother. 
Crazy Thank you, thank you. Oh, man, man, I'm a little fired up, up brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Uh, my next question is, which I think is something that we all would like, since we got a chance, maybe got an answer. What has the minister said that he just simply want to see more of? I think that'll give us direction. Has the mm -hmm. minister ever looked at something and said, you know, I want to see more of this or, or said, you know, I want, I would like to see more of this. And I think that'll be some good instruction for those who knew as well. Yes. Interestingly, in yesterday's phone call, the brother, brother minister asked me the question, which he asked me very frequently. He said, brother, are the young people out there answering the questions of the people based upon what we're putting out there? He's always wanted to know that those of us who have been blessed with these teachings and know the truth, how are we engaging with the people and answering their questions? The second thing he always wanted to know is every time the minister speaks and deliver a message, and we've been blessed to hear from him so many times since Savior's Day, he want to know, are we posting it? Are we spreading it? He want to know what clips has sparked the most reaction. That's why, Brother Wesley, the clips are very important. Because even the minister understands that everybody's not going to watch the full lecture readily. But the minister now, brother, being that's falling in love, he always say, brother, so how are you going to piece that meal down for them? He said that after Savior's Day. And then he'll come back and call and say, okay, brother, how many clips have y'all done? Okay, which part got the most reaction, brother? So I got to go to Brother Aiden's page. I go to Brother Ben's page. I go to other people's page to see what various clips drew in the most reaction. So the minister want to know how are we breaking down the full meal to feed the people and draw them in to get the whole meal. Third thing is this. The minister always wants to know what is our conversation like on social media. <laughs> I have to tell you, Brother Ben, some people make it very hard for me because I got to give the minister the whole truth. <laughs> But he always wants to know what is the spirit of the young believers on social media. He wants to know what are they talking about on social media. Like, for example, lastly, after the Savior's Day Youth Summit, you remember the minister asked the young believers to talk about message to the black man and get on the phone and talk about it. Man, the next week, the minister called and said, brother, have you seen any of the young people talking about message to the black man? Is anybody giving them away? How's the conversation and spirit? So even yesterday, he want to know how the young people are doing, how the young believers are doing, how the young soldiers are doing. So those are three key things that he's always asking about. But I have to tell you, at the top, he's always concerned about the young believers and the young people, brothers and sisters. All of the time, even yesterday, he asked me to because it's so dear. And so the minister just wants us to represent properly on social media. He is not trying to tell us to shut down this. He will correct us like he did at Savior's Day and encourage us to do better. But the minister loves how we're using it in the best manner to spread the truth and the light of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and himself. So I encourage everybody, keep on going. Yes, sir. Thank you for that answer. Uh, my next question is, um, when it comes to defending the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I think this has been a, um, a and, and a, not a debate, if you will, but Sister Jelana, if you can mute yourself for us. Um, how does the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan want us to defend him and, and when to do it? 
because there are sometimes people, you know, may say, well, this person don't got enough viewers or they don't got enough subscribers or there may they may be too vulgar. So is there an instance where the minister said, because I've heard both, you know, I've heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say, I can't, I, I'm not going to quote him properly uh, 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 verbatim, but he was talking about Basically, you, he shouldn't even have to tell them to go out and defend. But then right. I've also heard guidance given that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, you know, don't give oxygen to that which is dying out or, mm -hmm. you know, about the dog barking at the moon. So we've heard different perspectives. So can you put into context when is proper for us to do a response video or to defend uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? Man, that's an excellent question. You know, for me... I go by the spirit of things of what's going on. You know, the minister even recently talked to me. He said, there's some battles that are going on that are about us, but they're just the car fights. They're not the main event. So some things he wants us just to observe and not necessarily jump in the fray of it. However, the other side of it is this. First, we can't defend him if we don't know him. So when the ministers talk to me about defending him, his first question is, are we using scripture? And if we're not leading with scripture, that's the thing that troubles him first. Second thing is this, the minister, Brother Ben, and others can recognize this, those who've been in the class, the minister has already armed us with the defense of him and these all these various attacks. So he's always wanted to know are we first leading with what he said? Meaning if something comes up on an attack, are we going to finalcall.com, doing the search as best we can to see where the ministers already responded that, particularly in the time of what must be done, Siri. For example, anti-Semitism, this false charge. The minister laid out the case and the defense thoroughly in the time of what must be done, where we just go on there, pull it out from it, we can copy and paste, bam, deal with it. Also, other things is this. We can't get personal and down in the gutter because those are the things that disappoints the minister because he warned us in the time what must be done that if people get vile and file with us, we should do like the Quran and just pass by nobly and say peace. But if we start going tick for tack, calling people Negroes, and cussing them out and using curse words and this, that, and other, that's not helping the minister. He sees that as hurting him. So for me, I've learned under him, we have to strategically pick our battles. Now, I have learned to this. Some of us are on the sidelines so much that we intimidate to have the courage to want to defend. So we sit on the sideline and critique but we ain't throwing no stones of truth. We ain't posting no videos. We ain't defending at all. And in fact, we on the group chat with the believers on Facebook claiming we defending when we talking to Muslims. That ain't defending the minister. You got to go into the teeth of the enemy. You got to go right into the fight. So some of us sitting on the sideline critiquing. So that for me is the balance. I've had that same critique. Brother, you wasting your time with that. Come on, man. They only got four followers. Wait a minute. If they say something vile against the minister under his Twitter account, other people are seeing that. 
So my response is not to that person with four followers. My response is to all them thousands of people that may see his, and I want to show them and the enemy that somebody will respond. So it's all about tactics and strategy, but we have to lead with scripture, lead with his word, have the spirit of love first and not hate. And then also this, in these books, the teachers 2.0, the minister answered over 5,000 questions, and he even answered questions, Brother Ben, from his enemies that hate him, who said they hate him. But I never saw the minister get down in the gutter with them. He taught them in a way, even if he gently spanked them, he taught them in a way that they thanked him for the way he responded to them. So he is the way, as the Bible said. He is the truth and the life. So if we follow in his way, we will be successful but we have to rise above emotions brothers and sisters and not start getting into these small little low-level conversations and fights that's not helping the minister and he really does not like that at all so i encourage us to keep staying keep studying and the more we have the word in us the more it will come out of us in our defense praise be to a lot yes sir i've i've read and you can correct me if I'm wrong if this quote is incorrect. Uh, I've read where either it's either the minister said it or the Honorable Muhammad that the nation of Islam was not meant to be a mass movement. Is that true or false? I've heard that quote. Yes, sir. Okay. With with that in mind, uh, what has the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said about social media and the mosque? Because I've also heard the minister say like. I think it was at the final call building, we wouldn't be able to seat everybody if they all came anyway. So how, what, what's your, or has he spoken on that about like what our goal is? I know our goal is to resurrect the dead, is, but is it to get every single person to join? How does he interpret that when it comes to social media where there's millions of people out there on social media? And of course, the mosque isn't able to, um, hold them i've also heard maybe those who actually join those are just the foremost of the community so what has the minister said about you know that that type of topic you know i think when we look at the scripture and even what we taught all of our people are members of this nation whether they accept and go through the processing write their letter get the bow tie and headpiece they are part of as the most honorable elijah muhammad said in the message of the black man we are a part of the creator's nation and we should act accordingly. So the minister is not just looking and never thinking just for the nation of Islam, meaning the 120 plus cities, our mosques and study group. His thinking and his action, his ways is just what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said to him. Speak for the whole. So he is always thinking about the whole. Now to that quote, I would have to go back as a student and look up that quote and see the context of that quote and what he said that's the most important part as we were talking about earlier brother wesley with the context of that quote because for me along with that rather the minister is not telling us not to go after the masses of the people that's our job jesus told his disciples first and started narrowly go ye into the what the lost sheep the house of israel then he said, go ye into the world. We are at that point as striving disciples that our job is to take this message to the world. Now, does that mean that everybody's going to accept it? Of course not. 
Does that mean that everybody is going to come to a mosque meeting? Of course not. That's not going to happen. However, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said to the minister, brother, wherever you are, the mosque is. So the question has to be, if I'm a believer, I saw recently, we got an FOI that's in North Dakota. We ain't got no mosque there. <laughs> He's soldiering, going door to door, well, trailer to trailer, rally. <laughs> he out there pushing. Now, what are we going to tell that brother? Brother, you wasting your time, but ain't no miles there. No, go ye to the world. There's believers doing great work. They don't have a big mosque or a study group, and they're using this online platform and doing great things in terms of registration, I mean, charity, fishing, final calls, whatever it may be. So we have to think big and broad, you know, of it. Because look, when the minister goes and speaks in the church, have we ever heard the minister say, all right, if you believe what you have heard today is good and true for black people, come on down this aisle. I ain't heard the minister do that. No church, no synagogue. I ain't seen him do it in no program because the minister knows if he goes in and speaks the language of the, which is the nature of God, he is not converting them. He's calling on them to accept what they are by nature. So that's for me that the movement of the word will flock and gravitate to the masses that want to accept truth. But we understand that it's not going to reach or penetrate everybody because we know, last, you know, Brother Ben, you had asked a serious question on September 17, 2020. You asked the minister a question regarding this. I'm not going to repeat it because everybody on here wasn't there. But he talked about in the end of the answer to you, he said, you all are going to be over territories. That's what he said. So for me, when he said that to you, we're going to be over territories. That means I can't just think about that one building, that one city. We got a whole world to reach. And if we have been blessed with these various platforms to move at a light speed to reach a masses in Africa, Australia, Russia, Afghanistan, whatever it may be, then we are charged with doing that. Because we have the truth and we have to take it to the world. Why? The scripture says, brothers and sisters, lastly, Satan has deceived Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Satan has deceived. <laughs> no, Satan has deceived the whole world. So that means a disciple of Jesus has to strive in his way to go ye into the world and resurrect and you know, Brother Ben, we go and look at the research. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said at one point in time to the minister to strive to keep at least four miles open, possibly five. So that means that as things are getting hard, we don't really know how many of us going to have buildings and things like that. And the pestilence or pandemic showed us, man, it's a different thing that is coming that tactically and strategy, these platforms are going to have even more value real, real soon. You know, so that's what I would just offer to us, beloved brothers and sisters. But that don't mean, as Brother Ben would tell you, we want you to be our guest at Muhammad Mosque as a study group in our city. And if you believe what you hear is true and good for black people, we want you to come down at ours. They say in the church, won't you come? The doors of the mosque are open. And we want you to get in this processing and get in the classroom of God. Because if you have been falling in love with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on the power call, we want to invite you 
to get a dose of what has made him who he is and who he is becoming. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Man, I'm fired up and I ain't, ain't had my head. head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. My my uh sister Jelana, are you on? Can you unmute yourself? Okay. Yeah, he can hear you. Go ahead. Um, I have a quick question on um, balance. How um, can you speak on balance between defending the minister, not getting caught up in um, the internet of defending um, or just teaching? Because um, no, you're not always defending when you're um, when you're speaking on the minister. Sometimes it's just. Um, just putting it out, but just being balanced in your life on doing that because it's very easy to get caught up in conversations or your thoughts and things like that. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, "Quote: No oppressed people can win their freedom being on the defensive. They must go on the offensive and take the fight directly to the enemy." For me, that does not just mean we going at the synagogue of Satan, which we should, or those that are attacking. But our people are battling daily with the enemy within. So if we feel ourselves giving so bogged going back and forth with people, how about we just spend 30 days? You know what? I'm just going to post things that's going to help people destroy the enemy within. I'm going to go and look. What is the minister's article in the final call this week? He's talking about that. I'm going to go find that video message on YouTube, cut clips from that. And for that whole week, I'm just going to focus on not seeking destroy, but seeking resurrect. Because what that does for those of us that are watching the videos and cutting the clips, we as students are being fed too. So when we post that and we see the reactions of people and they start DMing us, now that's the uplifting conversation that balances out. That's what I do, brothers and sisters. I strive every day first with the mind of who can I resurrect today? Because I want to be on the offense. Because sometimes it can be stressful to a soldier where you just sitting on the sideline waiting for somebody to attack the minister. You can't wait for somebody to get on Twitter space and say something. You logging on every day talking about I wish somebody would. Man, that's a stressful believer's life. It's just like sister on the final call on the corner. We taught this principle. If you got 10 people waving a dollar out the car, but somebody roll up and say, man, the nation ain't real Muslim. Are you gonna spend 20 minutes arguing with that one person? Or are you gonna let those 10 people with them dollars or $2 pass you by? No, you gonna go get those money or get that word to the people first. Take care of them. And if that person is still standing there, we'll deal with him after the fact. But our first sole job is resurrection. So if I'm on social media, if I'm going and getting a lot of comments, I shouldn't be first looking for the first person that said something sly. Look for the person that said, oh, I love that clip. And then you should say, you do? Would you like to learn more? Can I DM you the full message? Have you ever joined the Power Call? Do you have the Power Call app? Have you ever gone to media.noi.org? Then if they ask you about a book that you might have lifted a quote from, have you ever, do you own that book? 
Do you know it's only $5 you can go to the store? You know, matter of fact, I want to be like Brother B&M. I want to buy you the book. Can I send you the book? You see? So for me, that's how I balance out. Because don't get me wrong, sister. I know you all deal with it. It's some days that you just want to tell people, yeah, in an undignified way, what they, what they got, man. Because when you love the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and you know what he has done and is doing for your life, and you know where you will be without these teachings, sometimes it can be difficult. But when you're in the resurrection mind and you are looking to feed the people's needs, then that'll help balance you out. So that's what I do, beloved, as a student. I see what's in the final call that week. I see what latest messages the minister do. And if you see, you follow me on my pages, I stay balanced a whole lot. I keep the minister's message out front, <laughs> clips out front. And then I'll go back and I'll look and see what people are saying. If certain things worth a response, if it's certain things that are repetitive, like certain people are copying and pasting the same thing about Malcolm. It's just certain things that people are just saying, they're trying to get a rise out of you. And never get this lastly. The minister said at Savior's Day that the FBI combs social media. So therefore, everything and how we're responding, they're putting our responses on a voice analyzer like they did Malcolm X. So they're seeing how you respond. They're seeing that they can easily get under your skin and somebody just say, man, shut up. Y'all fake. And you just going all out of sorts. They know that if you get out of sorts by 140 characters, you're not going to make it too far <laughs> because the propaganda ain't really started yet. So we can't get swept away by the small little things on social media, focus on resurrecting and they'll balance you out. And if need be, take a digital detox. I do those every other month or so. I take me a week or two off and I just immerse myself in the word. I study and then when I come back, I got a fresh mind, a fresh spirit and a fresh heart and the haters don't bother me as much as they may do before that detox. Yes, Praise Praise detox. detox. <laughs> All right, we have a question from Sister Alexia. What sacrifices can one expect to make to follow the minister? Ooh. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> oh man. You got to deny yourself first then he said. Not negate. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross, pick up our cross and then follow him. Those are the three things. So therefore, we all witness those of us that striving. When he called for us, we was thinking we was fishing, doing whatever job we was doing. Think Brother Ben was at FedEx, whatever it may be. We was doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing, but we heard a word that got in our ear that called us to a high purpose that we didn't even know that we was born for at all. So you got to expect that if you really want to be in this, we have to sacrifice first the old self. We got to say, I want that old me to die so that he will live more in me. I got to want to sacrifice my old ways, my old thoughts, my old habits. If I want to live a better life and have more success and release the power of God in me, I got to kill the old me and let God be fused in me. Then he said, you got to pick up. You cannot follow this man in the way he's supposed to be followed and not expect to be attacked. 
Now expect to be lied on, to be despited, man, to be rejected, to be undermined. All these things are going to happen because why? It's written in the fifth chapter of Matthew, right? But he said, blessed are ye. It's interesting that Jesus would even say that. Blessed are ye when men will revile you, persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you. See, when that's happening, you know you're in the thick of following Jesus, man. But if we're not having that in our lives, we got to be a little nervous now because something ain't right. If I'm not getting what he's getting, then I got to push a little harder. Because why? After you go through all that, he said it's for his name's sake. And then he said, be exceedingly glad. Do you all know that after the swan song and even before that, you know, Brother Ben is notorious for getting his YouTube channel terminated. And I had the blessing of having it done too. And the minister first wanted to know, how did we react to being done like that? And when I told him, Brother Ben, Sister Shantae, Brother Aiden, all of us were so excited. The minister said, oh, I love to hear that. You all are trying to be like your father. See, the minister wants to know how is our attitude towards persecution. And when we know we have truth, we shouldn't be sad when the enemy is attacking us. And we shouldn't even be sad when our so-called friends do things towards us. Because many times, dear sister, we are called to help Jesus in a very special way that others haven't been called to do. So they don't understand it. So all they can do is attack it, undermine it gossip on us, slander, but if we are exceedingly glad over it, then we know we're following Jesus. Then also that cross, the minister teaches us, is a duality in our nature. So we have to conquer the horizontal of self and be more upright. This is why Jesus is the ultimate call to power, because he says that me and my father are one. And the minister said at Savior's Day, that's the fusion. And anybody that has studied fusion, that's a nuclear power that releases an energy that is not like fission. So every time we wake up, how much energy and power are we releasing from our being to affect the other atoms that come in our orbit? So then he says, follow me. Everywhere he put his foot down, we should be doing that. Wherever the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said of the minister, wherever he say go, go. Wherever he say stay from, stay from. So that means that we should be operating our lives, striving to walk as he walked. So look at this man at the age of 90 years young. And he said, still getting stronger. And he said on his 90th birthday anniversary, he said, I just want you all to study your brother. If you want more success, just study me. So I don't know about you all, but every single day, the minister is a case study for me, and he's a case study for the power call. So that's what we should expect. We should expect these things when we go strive to follow Jesus. And I would say other, if we're really following him, we should have, as he said in the swan song, the ability to raise the dead to life. We know that we're following in the way of Jesus, in the way of the minister, and we have the power to use this word and transform people's life. And that's why you're on the power call, 
not just to get self-empowerment, but to take this power and empower that brother and sister in the streets and the tweets who don't know that they're God. And when we're doing that too, oh, we know we found in line with him too. Oh, All praises, praises do too, too. Yes, sir. The next question is, how do you handle rejection and disagreements among those close to you? All praises due to Allah. Excellent question. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told me in a phone call once, he said, dear brother, disagreement can be stimulating if it's handled in the right manner and spirit. And one of the things I've heard and watched and witnessed of the minister that has helped me to properly deal with disagreements is the minister is a very listener. The minister is not listening and working on his response as you talking. The minister is carefully taking in every word, the spirit, the disposition of that person, and then feeding on them. And as they're talking, he's praying to the God to handle them in the best manner. That for me over the years has helped me. I strive to listen. I strive to think, I strive to put myself in that person's shoes, and I strive to look at the bigger picture. Have I been perfect at it? Absolutely not. <laughs> have I hurt people feelings? Absolutely I have, because we're all striving and growing for self-improvement. However, I can say this over the last several years, those that have undermined me, attacked me like that, the minister said something to me years ago, dear sister and brother Ben. Somebody from my own city, several people, I didn't know this had actually, this is the first time I'm sharing this publicly, but I'm in the spirit to share it with the power call. I was sitting with the minister. He said, oh, brother, some people are writing some bad things about you from your own city too. And I have to be honest, it rose in me like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm not who I, I couldn't ask my teacher. Can you tell me the name? And he got quiet. He said, oh, yeah, brother. Then he said, oh, brother, that reminds me of myself. He said, I was sitting with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad one day at his table for coffee. He said, brother, they say a lot of bad things about you. And he said the same thing to himself. Who? He said, but the messenger told him, oh, brother, but you just like myself. Don't pay them no mind. You just keep on doing good. Then he looked over at me. He said, brother Keon, just keep on doing good. He said, because what's going to happen, brother? Your good works will outdistance them, and the only thing they'll have is be left with their old negative talk. He said, don't pay them no attention. And so over these last several years, I ain't been perfect. But I do not get absorbed with the negative talk and the undermining. I just keep on doing good, knowing that good will win. So it's the minister's example that has helped me. The minister's example has saved me because, hey, we all still in Negroville <laughs> at times. Hey, it's real. And a lot of times when you know you're right, you know you haven't wronged anybody, you know you feel like you didn't do anything to deserve it, but you got to remember, if you follow in Jesus' footsteps, he was hated without a cause. 
he's hated without a cause. So the scripture said, if they hate you, know that they hated me first. So brother Ben, I talk to myself a lot on these things and I say, you know what? I What I'm facing ain't even 0.01% of what the minister has dealt with and is dealing with. So what do I look like complaining? Man, you better keep on going forward because something greater is coming and I can't afford to give my energy to people who don't deserve it. And you can't keep giving your energy to people who bent on misunderstanding you. It's just some people who just want to see you frustrated. They just want to get under your skin so they can go away from you and tell somebody, I know how to press this button. No, I don't want to give them that satisfaction. I'm going to be quiet, listen, and keep on working and let the results do the talking. Sir, praise be to Brother, brother Wesley, what's your question? Yes, I have one uh, other question. So with the rise of AI technology, what are the plans or are there plans as far as being able to get ahead of those trying to imitate the minister's voice to be able to give false messaging out? And how can we guard against us falling straight to that as well? Mm. Excellent question. So that's something that's definitely being discussed. And there are some things that happened in the past that we had to send up to our legal team to deal with. Of course, I'm not on that legal team, so I don't know what happened with it. But over the years, that has been done where people actually created false tweets before this kind of AI boom kind of happened, even though it's been around a long time. People was creating false tweets that the minister said certain things and they had to check it off. So the luxury, the blessing was I had all the receipts of the archives of everything that's been posted to combat that. So it's something that's being looked into by those who are tech experts in our Ministry of Information. However, now on that other side of it, it goes back to your first question, Brother Wesley. If we, as the scripture says, the sheep know my voice. So if also we are studying, if we have our personal library in order, for example, when that wicked boy, I ain't even say his name on your platform, but lied on the minister that he said something during the criterion that he didn't say. Brother Ben and others went immediately, pulled the actual clip from our files and led with this is what the minister actually said because people ran with that man's lie and ran off with it. But it went on with what the father's voice actually said, the actual audio, the actual transcript of it, then we should be ready as students to dispatch out to combat that, because I have to tell you, there's some people who have used chat GPT, and I like it, I've used it a couple of times as well. I don't want anybody to think that I'm anti anything like that. I don't depend on it, but I've used it. And I've seen some quotes people sent me on chat GPT that they, that they ascribe to Master Father Muhammad. I'm like, I ain't never heard him say that. Some of the things from the minister, I'm like, nah, man, that's Reverend Al Sharpton, that ain't the minister. <laughs> so we have to, Excuse me. So we also have to be careful as students that don't get so hyped up that we want to make a good meme and we got a good picture and we got a quote that ain't even the minister, but it sound good. Okay. So as students study the word so we can be ready to address it. And I will also say this, if there's anybody on this team of the power call brother Ben that, you know, who is skilled in that already, then let us know. I love to refer them to the Ministry of Information and others that are working on this 
and also to let our legal team know that if something else arises that we have to address because we know it's coming because the enemy they have set up shops since the time what must be done in silicon valley that's why we keep getting censored and banned it's the enemies of the minister who have offices in silicon valley y'all see what's going on with mr musk elon musk he's upset so they got a stranglehold out there in silicon valley so we know they're going to use all kinds of tactics to deter people from hearing this word so any of those who are skilled on this power call we would love to know your skill set and brother ben can refer it, and we can have you on speed dial in that skills bank and when we need you we need you to dispatch out with your skills we would love to call upon you to help in that department because we need everybody we need all your talents and skills Great question. I mean, great answer, great answer. My next question is, has the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan even uh, ever given advice or has he spoken um, about maybe a similar situation for you to answer this question? There are different groups, if you will. We got the power call, we got the master call, we got the closing the gap, we got, you know, these different believers that are pushing the teachings. How do we manage it and, and make sure that we keep away from the gang mentality, uh, the, the click mentality going, you know, making sure that we're not setting up subgroups within the nation. We are already a nation within a nation. How do we protect ourselves from doing something that may not be pleasing to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? That's a great, excellent question. One of the things he talked about for me, because, you know, especially when everything was shut down and we wasn't at the mosque, everybody had a Zoom meeting, a Zoom rostrum. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was a lot out there. The balanced positive side is the minister loved it because, again, remember Savings Day 2021, we had our first ever all virtual Savings Day. And the minister loved the fact that we had the various workshops, everybody couldn't attend it. We had people on panels who never been a part of it and believers started utilizing the platforms in so many creative ways. We have believers that have launched online schools that are in line with the teaching. So, so much greatness has come out of it. And the minister said, God did it that way for Savings Day 2021 because he said he wanted to show us what we, ha we haven't really used. So on that, it's the blessing that we have these various pockets of things that are going on because it's billions of people on the planet. And some people use Twitter spaces more effectively than they use Zoom. Everybody don't know how to build a power call platform, so they're more comfortable with still using Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And they got these various means and discussion and they reaching people that everybody's not reaching. So it's a great thing. The other side of this is, everybody has to search the heart what's our motive for it the minister since his 90th birthday anniversary in particular in meetings and calls with many of us he's talking about the purification of our heart so these things that we're setting up what is our motive are we really want our own attention for this or do are we really raising this up for the nation and the man of god only we know that in the quietness of our heart or as the Holy Quran say, when we're alone with our devils, are we really mocking? Or are we really saying that we with our nation and our minister? And it will be shown based upon the results of it. 
and then the conversation that are going on, on these platforms is it for secret counsel and revolt or is it for the resurrection are we spreading the messages of the executive council how many of us are inviting people to watch student minister ishmael and those in the class at headquarters so on our very are we directing people to headquarters and the executive council that the minister has personally chosen these are things we have to ask ourselves on it motivation last i'll say this on July the 22nd, 2019, when I was blessed to sit with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and some people on the power call are like, man, how y'all remember dates and stuff like that? Man, we were trained by that angel, Brother Jabril Muhammad. Minister Jabril, if anybody read this stuff, Brother Ben Hill say, I was sitting with the most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and it was 6.15 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, man, how do you? So I have trained my mind that when I'm with the minister, I'm taking everything in. So on that particular time, Brother Ben, you know, Golden State was on a run and, you know, LeBron was on a run. The minister was talking to me about basketball. I know you're going to love this. And he talked about how he likes Golden State Warriors. He really liked that team. And he said, you know, I really like LeBron. And at that time, it was a lot of players going to various teams, building up super teams. The minister said, so now, brother, you see, they do it in sports. When we gonna build up super teams for the nation? He said, where are the super teams at in our various cities? What city can I go to where you'll see super teams? He said, hmm. He said, if they're doing it in sports, we have to build super teams for nation. So everybody that's doing what they're doing, this is a super team right here. So we have to be of the mind. I know they railing Kevin Durant to this day, but the minister say, hey, if we got a Kevin Durant, a Clay, a Steph, a Iggy, whoever it may be, bring them all together so we can win these championships together. So it takes one person or a few who gets on the call and say, you know what? We're all going to be under this one umbrella. We're going to come together. Then we get with the National Ministry of Information and say, you know what? If this platform, we have media.noi.org, we should be able to see videos from the power call, closing the gap, the Twitter spaces piece. We got the People's Podcast, all these things under one umbrella. You know why it will help? Because we need that one-stop shop where all our people can go and see where they can feed from. That don't mean that the power call stops. That don't mean that sister call stops. That don't mean that the master call stops. But people should be able to go for that one-stop shop where they can find it all. They should be able to say, you know what? If they shut Brother Reza down, we know we can go find him at. If they shut down Brother Ben, we can still find him over here. If they shut down Nilan, if they shut down Golden Child, if they shut down this and that, somebody has to have that one-stop shop to bring us all together. Because our people are looking at that. And if they sense any division among us, they're gonna feed on that. They're gonna spread it. And they're going to talk about it online. And we don't want to be guilty of turning people away from the sacred mosque, which is not a physical building. It's a man. So we want to draw people, you know, in. And I would love, dear brother, anybody that want to do that, I want to be a part. Because you know me. With the Q video platform, I launched. I got everybody on there. Everybody that's doing anything, I want because that's how the minister trained me. 
My blog had never been my blog. I just highlight everybody else because that's how he trained. Think for the whole, and we have to do that. But search our hearts. Work on our hearts and purify our hearts. If you're doing it out of bitterness and disgruntledness, you're not going to last long at all. Because at the end of the day, Allah is going to expose it. and He's going to bring you to naught. But if your heart is pure and your motive is pure, he'll bless you. And he'll keep getting bigger and bigger. Look how many people signed up for the Power Call app so fast. It ain't by accident. It's something at the core of this that let us know that it's not about one person. Brother Ben is doing what he said at the Swan Song. Brother Ben has a heck of a program. <laughs> and he tells them about the minister. That's what he said. So it looks like and it shows that it's still going. So I so pray, I pray that that's... Praise be to Allah. Thank you. We got a question from the great brother Young Khan the Don. He says, Oh, oh man. man. He says, out of all the... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> out of all the things the minister has personally told you, what is the single greatest piece of advice or guidance that stands out to you? Whoo, that is so much. The one thing that comes readily to mind, dear brother, thank you for your question. Goes right in line with what we've been talking about this entire morning. On the Just Sales Tour, when it first started in 2015, the minister called me by the grace of Allah to be a part of his delegation. He said, brother, I need you and that Twitter army to get the young people involved for Just Sales because this is a call for them. So he invited me out. He told me I need to do you to do what you do. The live tweeting, use social media. I went and they had a meeting with the first the first gathering, Pastor Jamal Bryant, Reverend Willie Wilson, Sister Tamika Mallory. You know, they, everybody was getting started for the first time at this meeting. Carmen Perez. Um, so sister, um, what's our sister name? Oh man, Sister Lisa. Um, she was there. And so we was all meeting for the first time. And so I live tweeted the meeting pictures and the minister had toured. It was at the Venus and Serena Williams, um, center. And so I'm live tweeting, doing what he told me to do. So then when we get to Philadelphia, I do it again. I'm live tweeting the meeting. A meeting was called. People were upset with me. They said that I was putting private information out and letting the enemy know the taxes and strategies, which wasn't true. I was just putting pictures out, letting people know things are getting rolling because the minister was going to, we're going to need to raise money, get the steam. So this is early on. Brother Young Conda Don, brother, this meeting, the minister sat me at the other end of the table. I don't ever sit in that seat. And man, everybody at that table, he let them wear me out, man, for 30 minutes told, telling me off. See, you're trying to get attention for yourself. And then what happened, one of my tweets, because the minister was banning the white media on the whole tour, one of my tweets made headlines of one of the newspapers who was mad that the minister didn't let him in, so they put my Twitter account in the newspaper. I wasn't trying to get that. They said, he trying to get attention for himself, brother minister. It ain't about you and just the else. This is about him. See, that's why we don't like that social media stuff. I mean, he let them go. And I just sat there and took it. So after 30 minutes, 
He said, my name was Brother Jesse at that time. Brother Jesse, do you have anything to say? I said, Brother Minister. I was hurt. I'm not going to front you all. I was hurt. I was confused. But I ain't think negative about my teacher. I thought about like, man, later on, I might have to talk to some of these one-on-one out of his presence because, look, man, we Muslim, we got supreme wisdom, but we still got a little Negroville. So I was in my mind saying, man, they lying. Like, but I said with my head down, I said, Brother Minister, respectfully, if I will not be allowed to do what you brought me on this tour to do, which is to help you reach your target audience, which is the young people, I respectfully ask, Brother Minister, excuse me, that you not waste the charity of the believers and just send me home. Because I will be no value to you if I can't do what you want me to do. I would not be a good service to you, sir. Because my job is to reach the young people and it's obvious they don't want me to. Just send me home, sir. Don't waste money on flights or hotel. He got silent for 30 seconds. He said, you all let Brother Jesse do whatever he want to do. You all are dismissed. Brother Jesse, you stay. And I looked down and, man, you could feel the fire and the intensity. So he brought me in closer to him. And I pray that you all take this jewel in your life because it has really helped me. He said, he's laughing now. He said, oh, brother, you passed a real good test. <laughs> He's laughing. I'm hurting, crying, upset, man. He said, you passed a good test. He said, but you remember this? Because he said, your greatest test going to be in this work. You can never become the thing that you once said you despised. He said, because if you become what you despised and what you just didn't like what you saw, then you're not going to be worthy of what Allah has for you, son. Don't you become what you said you, you despised, brother. He said, may Allah bless you, brother. Keep up the good work. Assalamu alaikum. I'll see you later. That stays in my head, dear brother, all the time. Because to this day, it's things that I've seen Heard, not just in our nation, outside the nation. It's part of it. And I love my nation. Hey, don't get it twisted. I love my nation of Islam. I take the nation on our worst day and twice on Sunday, as they say. I love my nation. Ain't nothing going to run me off from this, by the grace of Allah. When he said that to me, I said, uh-uh. If you're saying you despise and you don't like that, mm, don't become that. And this is why I can say with my brother president on here, no matter if anybody ever called me about Brother Ben and said or died is, I'm being straight up. And some people have called me and asked for his number. I ain't never told him this, I don't think. I need to talk to this brother. No, I ain't giving you his number. And I've done it for most of the young believers. When they feel they made a mistake in public, this, that, and other, nope. Cause I'm not gonna do to them what's been done to me. My number been given out to all kinds of people, calling me from other cities. Brother, you shouldn't have done like, How'd you get my number? Not me, uh-uh, never become the thing that you despise. So that's why I'm always encouraging, always supporting. If the minister said, brother Dunn, look, brother Young King to Dunn, when the minister says a good word to me on the phone about a beloved sister, I call him immediately and say, man, the minister said this about you. Man, he asked me about you. 
I don't know why he, you on his mind, but I just want to tell you, man, I'm striving to be a brother, but I don't want to be that which I despise. So that has saved my life from a lot of unnecessary stress, trauma, fights, drama. The minister is a saving grace, man. And that's why I strive to keep him in my mind, my being, and I always feed on things he said. And even right now, I got notebooks of phone calls, dear brother. Every day I'm going back over notes from phone calls from years ago, reading it, feeding on it, because I want to keep him in my being and in my brain. So as things come up, I want to access him at all times and not access the Negro of me. I want to get higher and higher. So that's the, that's first, the first time, time I think I that. I think, but uh, I pray that everybody will take that principle and use it. Never become the thing that you once said you despise. Wow, we got an exclusive on the power call, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> praise be to Allah. Man, praise be to Allah, man. Uh, Sister Yasina says, what is one thing you denied yourself to do this work? Woo, a lot of money. <laughs> No, seriously, so look, I, I would just say that I went to school, I studied electrical engineering, even though I didn't want to study it. And um, September 11 happened, I mean, you know about that. And that was going into my senior year and I had a job. I was gonna start off $80,000 in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was gonna move, brother Ben, live the high life. Engineering job. Entry level, 80000 I had just did an internship that whole summer. They paid me thirty grand during the summer, renting me a car, unlimited miles. And so everybody, even in the nation, was encouraging me, even though I was very active in the nation, even from high school and definitely in college with the NOISA, the Nation of Islam Student Association. So I've always loved soldiering, but everybody kept encouraging me to be the corporate dude, you know, like go and get a corporate job and my family. But man, when September 11 happened, all jobs went out the window. That company in Charlotte called me. We can't hire you, Miss Muhammad. We're sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, man, so I had to go teach for six years and be a teacher. Got an engineering job, got fired after 30 days unjustly. And then I taught at a charter school. So, but then I started being a writer for the Final Call newspaper, the greatest paper on the planet. And you, you, you know, you get in charity, but I was working odd jobs, but I got to a point in 2004, 2005, I was sitting at my desk, man. And I love my nation. I'm like, man, I want to serve the nation, help the minister. I sat at my desk and I said, I can't be the best brother me after five o'clock. I'm quitting. So I, I didn't even give them a 30 day notice. I told the owner of the school, Man, I quit. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it no more. I got to work for self. This is what I'm being taught in the nation. Still away. I kept telling myself, how long is it going to be before you still away, man? So I quit the job. I was married. Yep. After I got fired from the engineering job, we had just got our first home. So I had a mortgage with no job, you know. But I kept on struggling in this. Then when I started writing for the final call, and then I started blogging. All I'm thinking about is how can I help the minister? That's all that's been in my mind. Soldiering at my mom's, pushing the papers, working. Then I started doing motivational speaking, dear sister. 
I started getting paid honorary to speak at schools. I couldn't believe that they would pay me to talk. And I would been in the ministry class, so we already trained in how to deliver a message. So I started speaking in colleges, high schools. I did it for free for one year. Then I started getting paid. So I started using my gifts and talents to help the people and help my nation. So I started doing public relations. I started doing online marketing, blogging. But I had about seven different streams. I was like a Jamaican, man. I had it going on <laughs> in the nation. However, when the minister, March 2011, told me to launch his Twitter account in that divine-inspired moment, my whole world changed. I had to literally, as I am today by Allah's grace, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, I'm literally on call from the minister 24-7. I'm not saying that as a cliche. It's serious. I've gotten calls as early as 5 in the morning and as late as midnight, almost 1 in the morning from him. I never know when he's going to call. It's been like that now since 2010. So I can't be in no 9 to 5. I, I I can't go out and do this, do that. I have to be available for the Messiah at all times. So I'm of those in the supreme wisdom that says those who are confined to the labor of Islam. So I sacrificed it. I sacrificed all whatever I wanted to do to serve him how he wants to be served. God, excuse me, man, for um being like this because everybody don't understand it, man. It's not an easy thing. But it's a loving and it's the greatest thing ever, but it is a sacrifice. Sacrifice on my wife, a sacrifice on my children, to be on a vacation. Come on now, we went to Corpus Christi, a little vacation one time, brother Ben. I'm like, man, I'm about to have fun. The minister was traveling to Haiti and Jamaica. I thought I was good. He called me while I was on family vacation. He's in going to Haiti, but he wanted to answer Twitter questions. I couldn't tell the minister, brother Miss, you know, I'm enjoying, you know, time with my family I had to shut down family vacation it's been times me and my wife was in the movie theater the movie just started but the minister called me I had to leave her in the movie she watched the whole movie one time by herself because the minister wanted to get me on a conference call I sat in the lobby of a theater for two hours so it's a sacrifice when you confine to this and it's not a negative thing because it has raised me to a point of heights that I never thought I would be, man. And helped me in my life to help transform and save people that now the minister said to me, oh, brother, what did you major in? I said, oh, I majored in electrical engineering this years ago. I said, I really didn't do nothing with it, brother minister. You know, he said, oh, brother, please. He said, you the best engineer you can be. You help me engineer people. So I learned then, Brother Ben, that my studies at Prairie View and University, all of that was preparing me for this call in here. So I'm confined to the labor of Islam to help the apostle, to help our nation. And I want to say I thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for everything he has done and is doing for me and my family. I work for the men. And I don't shake. I'm not ashamed to say it to nobody, friend or family or foe. When they ask me what I do, I work for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. No, man, no. What's your job? I work for the third most powerful man in the universe. Let me take it up high for you. 
I work for the divinely chosen man who fulfills the scripture that before Abraham was, I am. That's who I work for. I can't put that on a resume, but it's with God's resume. So I, so it's been a heck of a sacrifice. So I'm at his service. So when he called me last month, brother, what's your what's your schedule like on July the 4th? My answer is, my schedule is your schedule, brother minister. And he said, I love when you say that. You know why? Because there's some people who actually have the audacity that when the minister called, they cling heavily to the earth. You too busy for the minister? Not me. Mm-mm. So my wife is a sacrifice, family sacrifice, but the minister has blessed us, is blessing us. And to be able to work with the executive council, to work with the research team, all these powerhouse helpers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, whoo, it's a blessing. And so it's, and so a, it's great, a great, great sacrifice. Man, I... Oh man, you, Ooh, you, you, you started answering one of them. I said, man, he done tuned in to my next question. I'm talking about lives, my witness. As you were speaking, I was about to ask you about balance and you started going into the family. I'm like, my goodness. So that was my next question. My next question is because I don't know if people understand, they hear you saying this, but to have to organize by topics you have to watch those videos. Like when people, yeah, when people right, call right. me, you know, the clip guy now, and if, if something comes up, like literally on the power call, somebody can be saying something, and I'm then okay, that's the clip. I'm finna, and I pull it up. That's not no, we ain't got no nation chat GPT. <laughs> so on, so, so you, have to, you have to organize that. You have to read it. You have to look at it. You got to study to know how to put all this stuff in. How do you balance or have you struggled with balance and, and how do you overcome that? Because one, you already 24, 24 on the call and something that I've always struggled with is that there's always something happening. There's always an attack either on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, and then you feel obligated because you are one who is equipped with the clips. You are one who is equipped with the lectures. I even pull on you, sure. If I ain't got, I'm like, man, I know brother, brother Dukiyama <laughs> have it. But that's 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 mental, you know, to have to deal with everything that's going on. So how do you balance that with your family? How do you handle the struggle for balance? That's for me. That's something I struggle with. Man, look, I believe that's why he titled that study guide The Struggle For. Cause it's man, my family that suffer greatly because when you not let me just say when you serving the minister from a distance and you know at certain years i never even met him had never talked to him and then for your life to get immersed in getting calls from him constantly and you know who you're talking to and the minister don't play i mean the most man the hardest working human being i've ever witnessed in my life and when he wants something, he wants it. And when you say you're going to do something at a particular time, ain't no being late with the minister. Ain't no, okay, I can't reschedule this call with you, brother minister. So it's serious, man, with him. So with my family, early on, it was a serious struggle because I didn't know how to tell the minister I'm not available. There were times, it's been times, I'm on the freeway. And I always would keep 
my tape recorder with me when he was starting to really speed up and answering questions from Twitter. I always had to keep my recorder with me to attach to my phone so I could be on the freeway in Houston and he called. I pull over in the gas station. Just like Brother Ben used to do his early podcast in his car. That was me recording the minister's answers to these questions while I'm at a gas station in the middle of wherever, but he don't know it. I could be at a restaurant. I'm eating dinner, got to run out. So I didn't know how to tell my wife, man, you know, babe, because I'm blessed now, we'll say this. Married to an MGT that loves the minister, that loves you, and the more you serve the minister, the more she loves you, man, that's a blessing. And realizing that her husband's been called for a very unique way of service that in truth, respectfully and humbly, has never been done in the nation's history for our minister. So therefore, it got a call of sacrifice that we never knew how to So my daughter was the one that really, really took the biggest of suffering. And I'm being transparent that after the first volume of the Twitter book came out in 2014, brother Ben, I was gone every month on tour because the minister charged me with pushing these books, speaking, and training the nation on how to use social media. So I went to 80 cities in a year, in 2014 to 2015. Then I went right into the Just Sales Tour, brother. So I was gone. We were struggling financially, struggling, man. But I had to go and work. And I just always felt the more I help and serve, Allah going to bless us and Allah going to take care of my family. Because the minister told me he would and it always did. That didn't mean we ain't struggle. But this one hit me hard. Man, I got home, I think it was July 2015 or so, no, towards the end of the Just Sales Tour. My wife looked at me and she said, do you know you haven't been home for 30 straight days in almost two years? I hadn't even realized it. I said, whoa. She said, it's okay. She said, I just want to let you know. She said, and you've been on the move working for our mess. She said, it's okay, I understand. But it hit me because she was not saying her pain, really. It was painful. That's why I was, man. We had to respect them and honor them. Because when you call to do this work, man, it's a great strain and sacrifice them on, on our children. So it calls us, even in our frustration, we have to grow to be more patient with them because they got a lot of hurt. Even though they love what we're doing and they know who we're doing it for, but that's pain that's there. So we talked and so i close with this. That's why I thank Allah that that pestilence from heaven, a.k.a. COVID-19, hit and it shut down because it pumped my brakes, brother Ben. I, at that point, had no choice but to be at home. Brother, I hadn't been at home like that. I felt like Kobe after he retired. I'm pretty sure he was sitting around like, oh, this is what y'all do on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, I wasn't used to doing homework and watching certain shows and movies and i never watched hgtv and i ain't in the property brothers and playing games of this and video games with my son i never did that but now i was shut in it presented a blessed opportunity to get closer to my family and atone and my daughter she took advantage of that time brother oh she opened up to me in ways she hadn't about her pain of her daddy not being present working but my daughter is in love with the minister. 
when she said the just sales tool, she called that the daddy drought tool, brother man. Whew. So what I did was I maximized these last three years, brother. Unlike ever before, I have been so present. I've been in my office working, but if my children come in, I stop everything I'm doing. My wife come in, I stop. I'm engaged in talking. I my, my son now I'm telling all my business. My son got me playing NBA Live now. He switched with it. You know, I started playing. I never did that, but it made my son happy. My daughter, you know, engaging her with her art and her design and animation and my wife. So I sit and have watched many shows with my wife that I did not like watching. And now I like some of them. But the time, you know, prayer, study together, you know, so it really has helped our bond. So I always, I wrote the minister a letter and I thanked them on the phone. I thanked them for calling us into our chamber because it blessed me to heal a lot of wounds with our family. But I'm still striving. And it's still a struggle, dear brother, because even yesterday, when the minister calls me now, my wife and my children, they could tell the atmosphere of my disposition that I'm on the phone with the minister. So they'll look and run out. You know, they it still creates that level of nervousness, you know, because my family, thanks be to Allah, I have put love for that man in them. And so they love me serving him. But every time I get off the phone with him, I go right to them and let them know something I can share from him. Or if he send the greetings from them, he gives them a message of encouragement and I always do that. But it's always a balance and this is why I strive. The minister said in the study guide, Brother Ben, it's about placing the fulcrum in a certain place to create that balance. So there's always gonna be that wobble there, beloved, because you can't give everything 1,000% attention at one time, it's impossible. However, if you're with your family, got to be 1,000% in focus. So I put my phone away. Don't look at them text messages, them notifications. Turn it off. Do your best, Brother Keon. I noticed that clip. You want to see what people said about that clip, but it can wait till later, man. Just spend time with your family, you know. So it's still a struggle, you know, too, when you're so in it. Um, but may Allah continue to bless us, to strengthen our families, because our families are under attack. Satan is gunning for us, and that's why we thank the executive council for calling for us to have that beautiful bowling night that we had, man, with the family, nation having fun, because we have to strengthen our families because Satan is creeping in. It's so much of these gender wars going on. We ain't got to get into all that. But the attack on the foundation of our family is hype. So we have to strive, no matter what lane we're serving in, to do our best to empower our family, keep it tight. But we got a mission. And we cannot throw away our mission at all. That's why I know you love it too. That lecture, The Man and the Mission, I just watched it again yesterday. He helps keep me balanced that when you get too overly over here and you get so comfortable watching shows and Netflix and chilling, you can't chill on your mission. <laughs> so it's always going to be that balance. Praise be to Allah. Thank you for that answer and your transparency, man. Um, my next question Bring is, lot, for lot. those who don't know, what is your process? Like, what does it take to be Brother Abdul Kiam? Because people, I think over the years, I think they're starting to come into it, but they don't understand the work. It, they think it's just, oh, you just downloaded a video and uploaded it. Like, no, nah, that's a full time. Like, there's a reason YouTubers are making millions of dollars because that's an investment. It's time. It's editing. So... What is your uh, day-to-day -day operations, if you will, to be 
Brother Abdul Kiam as it, as it pertains to social media? Man, you know, a constant striving first. The beginning of the day is always self. Set the tone. Prayer is critical. That fires your prayer, sets the tone, man. Um, you may be on the power call, setting the day, talking to your creator. That's for me, it's prime, it's key to set the tone. Then before I log in and do anything and anything, I got to study the word. So I have things that I've set, I've studied, that I look at and read, immerse. I dig into the word. For me, I don't necessarily read, I study. I dig into things. I go into my notepads, you know. Or I listen to a particular lecture by the minister that I'm constantly going over and over again and also to memorize the word. Sometimes, I, at times, I listen to, listen to the supreme wisdom on audio that I have because I'm striving to learn my supreme wisdom committing it to memory from cover to cover. Or I go and read it, you know. At times, you know, study and talk with my wife on particular things that she's studying. She always may drop something on me, talk to my children before they go to school, you know. So the first parts of my day is always putting the word in me, feeding the spirit, because the work brings a lot of pressure with it. And if we collapsing under pressure, that, do, that means the minister said, we don't have enough on the inside of us to push back out. So I'm always striving, Brother Abdul Kion, what are you gonna feed on today to handle the pressures of personal life, mass life, community life, and getting the word out to the world? Cause it's all pressure. So that's the first set tone. The next thing is, what is my assignment from the minister this week or that day? You're right, beloved. Many people have just thought that this is just about posting tweets and clips. I'm a part of the minister's research staff too. The minister gives me a lot of research to do. A lot of things that he wants to know about what's going on. So even before I may post clips and things like that, I have to dig deep and comb social media, comb the internet to find certain things that others may not find. That's why in truth, respectfully, a lot of reports I've sent to the minister over the years, he'll call and say, brother, now, these things you're sending me, these are public, right? I say, yes, sir. Because some people are like, I don't see that stuff he's sending, bro, man. Sir. You don't know where to go find it because you haven't taken the time to train yourself on how to dig deep in the enemy's algorithms and Google search properly. How to use the search engine of Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. I've taught myself how to use their search engines to find things that the minister wants to know that the master are talking about. So I get on my assignments, you know, for the minister. And yes, when it comes to clips, sometimes I spend weeks first to look at a lecture, study it, feed on it, because I'm looking for salient clips to cut down the line. But first, as a student, I'm watching it and studying it constantly. Then I'm cutting the clips and putting it by the subject matter, putting it in particular folders, then I'm putting dates on when we wanted to go out based upon what's going on or based upon when the minister spoke and this, that, and other. When the minister speaks just audio, how are we going to get the audio out versus a video? You see, then I have to get on a conference call with the minister almost every two weeks or so he'll call. How's the feedback? So I got to send the minister every time he speaks a minimum 
since, since man, 2011. Every time the minister speaks, answer questions. A minimum of three to four PDFs of online feedback and comments are sent to him every time. So that's compilation. And the minister, I don't do it all the same way. It got to be laid out a certain way so it's easy on his eyes to read. I put things in ways so he understands what he's looking at on the analytics. And I love the minister, Brother Ben. He's such a wonderful student when he don't understand something. So first of all, he said, but brother, so what does trending mean? Brother, so when y'all get put in Twitter jail, what is the jail? <laughs> you ask me things. Or what does the view is, brother? When it says we went viral, can you explain that to me? And the minister is such a student, he started knowing it better than other staffers. They started calling me. Because the minister wants to understand the reports I sent him. So then I do all of that. Then have to go and answer people's questions. You know, many don't know this. I'm saying it publicly. I still manage the Nation of Islam social media pages. Never stop. So we answer inbox messages from all over the world every day on Facebook. Still posting on the Twitter account, the minister's Twitter. Then I got my own platform. You know, I'm working to manage that too. So it's an all-day work and grind. But I stop for prayer. Then I'm taking calls. People are calling for counsel a lot. Members of the research team are calling. Executive council members are calling. So confined to the labor of Islam, it's a work. My affairs are regulated on a day-to-day -day, you know, basis. But me, I never leave out self-improvement. So I'm blessed. I got a home gym I built during COVID, <laughs> during the shutdown. So I got a gym that I built for myself because I couldn't go to the gym. So I take care of myself. I've strived by the grace of Allah. August, Brother Ben, made five consecutive years that me and my wife been striving to eat one meal every two days. Five straight years. 27 years or 20, uh, 26 years being a vegetarian. So I'm able to, by striving to practice how to live, to maintain my health so I can take in the weight and pressure of the mission. So I don't have to deal with sickness, being ill, being down. Never had got sick at all, really. But a brief moment, I got a little something when we had our FY meeting that last in November. But I never got sick for days, was down. And even when I ain't feeling well, the minister called me for work. <laughs> so all I have to say with how to live. Working out, staying on my prayer, and staying in his word and studying, it keeps me empowered every single day. So, of course, I got family duty. I have to take my children to school, you know, every day. Got to deal with and sit with my wife, and I'm blessed that by the grace of Allah. My wife don't work for nobody. She's here at home to do whatever she wants to do for her nation or herself. So she's free. The last time my wife worked with somebody was for the elevated place to school, which is our Muslim school. But my wife is free, you know, too, by the grace of Allah. So that's a blessing in it. So I'm letting everybody know that in the midst of all of this, the sacrifices, as a man, when you are determined and when you serve this man, this is what has worked for me. The more I help the minister, the more Allah helps me. Because he's told me, Brother Ben, he said, Brother, as long as you stick with me and help me, my God is obligated to help you. And Allah has not left my family hanging at all. That don't mean we don't struggle, but by the grace of Allah, we still here. That I can be on a call like this and bad witness. 
that by serving that man, we good. So that's just a small peek, you know, into it. But it's a lot, a lot of work and sacrifice. And you are, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I would not get this up to go work for some white man, to go work in corporate America. No, nah, I love being the Messiah's engineer. <laughs> I love clocking in for Muhammad. I love, I love working for Man, did y'all hear that? As long man, as you help him, woo, as long as you help him, he's the God is obligated. Come on, y'all. Last woo. question, then we out of this thing. What guidance, what words, what advice would you give to us and the power call? I will give this. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said this in the blessed phone call I had with him on yesterday in the midst of extending his greetings he said tell them all brother Keon. just hold on to your faith he said don't weaken in your faith because the hour is going to get darker and more intense and your faith is going to be tested no matter where you are he said brother i know you feel it in your spirit Something big is about to come. It's intensifying. He said, but you got to hold on, son. Don't break your faith. Don't lose your faith. He said, the more you keep your faith tight, he said, you're going to make it through that dark hour and you're going to see the light of what Allah has in store for you. So that's what I will give to all of you all from the commander in chief. Hold on, man. Keep your faith. And I would say personally, keep it tight in the power call group. Don't let nobody break rank. Don't let nobody short circuit this power. Keep feeding on that word from the minister. Take it in your heart, apply it. Look for God in one another, feed God in one another and bring God out of one another. And let's continue to exhort one another to truth and one another to patience. Oh, praise it to Allah. You don't know, you don't know how powerful that is. Let me tell you how powerful that is. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say this. Now, on, tell man, me now. why the other yesterday something happened, and I have like an angel mom, and I said, man, I need a word. I said, man, something happened, this didn't happen, and oh man, you know, I, I watched a lecture from the minister. And, uh, you know, that uplifted my spirits as well. Kind of dealing with some of the stuff that you mentioned earlier. But uh, I said, man, I need a word, man, because it's, it's getting to me. It's bothering me. Tell me why her last words was, hold on, son. <laughs> uh, man, what are the odds of that? See? See? All right, now, see, you're going to start that church. I know you like gospel music like me now. Don't start the praise report now. <laughs> praise, praise be to Allah. Ooh, that lets us know that God is one. See, no matter what your faith is, God is one, man. Look at that. Here's the minister telling me this on the phone. Here's him getting this from his angel mom. I talked to that angel. He talked to that angel. And those two angels on the same page. Come on, brothers and sisters. Just hold on. <laughs> man. So, man, I definitely appreciate you for coming on the power call this morning. Blessing us. As we always do, I say, man, we not the Negro group. 
Uh, the brother done gave us nearly two hours of his time, so we got to ask, brother Abdul Kiam, what is your cash app so that we can support you, uh, you and your family? What is the cash app? What is the Zelle, the PayPal? What's the best way for those who would like to support and show appreciation for your time? All praise is due to Allah. Allah. Thank, thank you, dear, you, dear brother, brother, for, for offering. offering. And I thank Allah for putting it on your heart. And anything that anybody sends to us, my family is always grateful because we always just striving to serve our nation. The cash out is Brother Jesse. So it's brother spelled out. Brother J-E-S-S-E -S -S -E is the cash out. And with the Zelle, you can use my email address. Um, that's jesse.muhammad at gmail.com. Y'all should see it on the screen right now. Dollar sign, brother Jesse. Y'all make sure, man, this is an on-time word. Uh, this is an on-time time, everything. So make sure y'all please support our brother because he could have said, Oh, I'm too busy, brother, being that. Now, now I got to answer the minister, but I ain't got to answer to the fire call. He could have did that, y'all, but he answered. He gave us a date. He stuck to the date, family, and, man, there was so many gems for me. So I know it was so many gems for you all. So please make sure that we all support our brother Jesse. Uh, brother Jesse. And somebody actually just mentioned on the Twitter. Let me show you. The brother said, salute. Hold on, let me see if it can come up on the screen. Salute to Brother Abdul Kiyam and Brother Ben for sending those signed books of the Minnesota Because, yes, this is the brother. For those who don't know, this is the brother who uh, put those books together. He's the one. When I sent that form and said, y'all hurry up. He got 20. He giving away for free. He said we had almost 90 people or something signed up. But this is the brother who donated <laughs> those books. Twitter answers from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So make sure y'all show some love and show some support for our brother Abdul Kian. Thank you again, brother, for joining us on our power call. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, my you, brother. brother. May I continue to bless you, brother. brother I, appreciate I appreciate you much, you. my brother. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Woo! My Lord. Boy, that was some confirmation for me. Man, don't you look at how the guy just give you confirmation. I wasn't even asking for it. But when he said that, I said, no, nah, that ain't no coincidence. I'm telling you, I was trying to put it on the screen for y'all, but I didn't want to put the whole message. She literally said, dang, they're almost the same thing that the minister just told him yesterday. Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's, a, that's one of them. So everybody hold on now. That's the message. That's the message. Hold on. That's the message. So, man, beautiful. I thank everybody for asking y'all questions. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for sharing. And uh, with that being said, everybody have a blacktastic day. If you guys would like to sign up for the Power Call, go to www.thepowercall.net. www.thepowercall.net. If you like to upgrade to the premium, you can do so via on the website. Uh, other than that, you can still chat for free, watch the videos for free, watch the replays for free. Everything is still free. But for those who would like to support, you know, and get some of those extra perks, we got classes, women classes, men classes that's coming. You guys can upgrade to the premium side. So um, uh, what else? There was another announcement I was thinking about that just slipped my mind. Um, for those who may be watching for the very first time, we are on the Power Call every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Time. 
Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Time, even if it's not me. So let me tell y'all, I do have a son that's on the way that can be here any day now. So I'm working behind the scenes with our team to make sure that the power call continues because I do want to take that time away to balance. Okay, I'm going to get some balance in to balance and spend that time with my wife and the son when uh when he comes. So I may be away for a little bit. It ain't going to be no 30 days or nothing like that, so don't worry. Uh <laughs> But uh, that, that, so the power call, inshallah, will continue whether if I'm running it or not. So every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Time, we are here. So hopefully you guys took away something that touched you, something that inspired you, uh, something that gave you some counsel and some guidance for what you're going through in life right now. And that's what the power call is all about, family, for us to come together, bring that collective power, that collective mindset together so that we can get up every morning like we was in Ramadan and just get some mental and spiritual that can take us to the next level, get our day started right to go conquer this world because we are gods. Remember, God is one who has force and power, and it starts with the word. The minister said we need a spiritual resurrection. And once we have that spiritual resurrection, then we can handle the horizontal economics and physical things that we have to maintain. All right? Assalamu alaikum, family. I'll see you guys, inshallah, Monday, if the baby don't come. All right? Peace.